and welcome to The Schism. This podcast is all about critical thinking, dot connecting, the nature of reality, and trying to uncover the truth about the world we live in, society, who we are, and where we come from. Hello and welcome to The Schism. I'm joined by my co-host Adam. Hello everyone. And today we're going to be talking about the bizarre world of Hollywood, or Holly Weird, as it's becoming more commonly known as these days. Strange days. And we talked in previous episodes about the dark side of Hollywood, but in today's show we want to go into the world of the weird that celebrity culture has travelled to recently, as there's been a number of recent news articles and stories that have quite frankly blown our minds, and our minds aren't easily blown. Not at all. Now, obviously you had the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial earlier in the year, and that's been and gone now, but that was a weird old affair. And unlike, say, the trial of Ghislaine Maxwell, which got little to no coverage, their trial was broadcast 24-7 in excruciating detail over the most private parts of these two celebrities' life. Yeah. Like it was really important. Yeah, you think the close associative of a known paedophile got no coverage, but don't worry, we all got to see this shit on the bed. I thought you were talking about Amber Heard then. <laughs> <laughs> no, everyone thought that Johnny Depp was the abuser mm. the first kind of time around. Obviously, a lot of people were in his corner saying that he was innocent, but she was accusing him of being the abuser, and it actually turned out that it was pretty much the other way round. Not that Johnny was perfect no. either, because no. we kind of found out that he was an alcoholic, he'd lose his temper when he was drunk, he'd send some pretty outrageous and abusive texts. I mean, it wasn't good for either of them, no, was it, really? No. But Amber definitely did come out of the whole thing worse. I mean, Amber Turd was <laughs> her nickname during the whole thing. Because I think if people know any detail about it, it's the fact that she did a dirty protest on Johnny's bed. She left a poo. Yeah, and the fact she blamed it on the dog. I mean, the poor dog. Dogs are more civilised than that amber turd. And then they actually had to have a discussion within the courtroom where Johnny was like, uh, our dog was uh, rather small and it could have not left a deposit of that size, you know, where he's trying to <laughs> yeah. articulate it in a, in a well-mannered sort of way. If but I was in that courtroom, I'd be in fucking hysterics. This would be like a low for like Judge Judy. Yes, how to deal with that. I know, it wasn't even Johnny that found it. I think it was the housekeeper. They knew it wasn't the dog. Could you but imagine, fancy doing that. I can imagine like they probably got the stereotypical Hispanic housemaid. <laughs> Mr. Johnny! Mr. Johnny, something got wrong with the bed. There's a, there's a mess. Was it the damn dog again? Not the dog. <laughs> this is too big for dog. <laughs> but what is mad is like, he lost his contract with the Pirates of the Caribbean movies and Disney. Yeah. And he lost the Fantastic Beasts yeah, next movie in yeah. that franchise, which he was pretty good in too. Yeah, good franchise. And this was like before it had even gone to trial again and he hadn't been proved guilty. But he lost the contracts just because of the accusations. Yeah. So it was pretty bad when you think about it. Like it should be innocent until proven guilty not the other way around but as soon as she threw these allegations at him she basically ruined his career and reputation just from that alone that was enough yeah and this trial was all about him kind of getting his life back but a lot of people say that it was a show trial and the whole thing was just a massive distraction and it was pretty bizarre it did seem like a, a circus it did seem like that well especially how he was playing the sort of the jury with some of his remarks you know. Oh yeah, he's a, a real smooth operator when they're coming out of funny lines. and He was still being a bit of a rebel, but he was doing it in a very kind of charming way. Right, yeah. Whereas she'd just come across as being like a complete psycho. Everything was an act, everything was a put on. When she was getting upset and stuff, you just didn't believe it. I mean, maybe she's just not as good an actor as Johnny, which well, she's not. Which she's not. <laughs> you know, you could argue, did she have a shit legal team? Possibly. I mean, she doesn't have as much money as Johnny, but is she a worse actor? We can definitely agree on that. Oh, yeah. And the whole thing was an act in, in the courtroom from her. That that was very obvious, and it wasn't a good one. No. But is that just because she's not as good a actress? Or it could be like she's a complete sociopath and everything is an act with her. 
you, you did get them strong vibes from her as well. Like she was a real manipulator and a complete sociopath. The way she was acting in the courtroom, the way she was constantly on, you just never felt like you really got to see the real person underneath. Mm, these are the weird types that follow in the Hollywood circles. Now, originally, back to the poo, <laughs> which is obviously what we want to be talking about here. No, originally she said that it wasn't her, it was the dog. And then when it was, when people saw the dog. It was a it was fucking like chihuahua. <laughs> tiny little dog. I think it was like this tiny little like Yorkshire Terrier looking thing. It was like, that dog did not do that shit. I don't care what you've been feeding it. <laughs> but when she had to drop that, she said it was a practical joke gone wrong. How would that work exactly if it was a practical joke gone right? <laughs> <laughs> what was like the, the part that went wrong she was just supposed to like piss in his bed and she followed through yeah she followed through or maybe she thought I'll try to squeeze a half turd out and then the big mama that followed it just hit the bed sheet as well and that was it game over I didn't mean it to be a log I just meant it to be a few nuggets it was a practical joke gone wrong <laughs> no, what's she trying to say there like oh well, he didn't take it the right way yeah that, I so think... how could you take that the right way that's that's her assumption saying like well he's that sort of guy he'd find that funny i don't know many people out there that would find a shit on the bed funny what a vile act especially that's your bed and you got to sleep in that and the abuse didn't stop there she'd like well she'd forced him to harm himself by the sound of it through her emotional and mental abuse she'd hit him and beat him up and there was real evidence of this there was even evidence of her saying yeah so what if I hit you who's going to believe you you go out and tell the world that you Johnny Depp are a victim of a abusive relationship and no one's going to believe you you know because yeah. I'm a woman and you're a man like, yeah. and, but there's there's actual recorded evidence of her saying that and it just made you think wow this person is like a real monster but then in the courtroom that's not the person you were seeing but then so when you watch Ted Bundy in the courtroom, you think, how the hell could he have committed these acts? But once you know he has, and you watch him again, there's something behind the eyes. You're looking at it all slightly differently. Well, yeah, the fact that Bundy represented himself, he sacked his lawyers, and he was like, I'm going to represent myself in my own murder trial. The ego. The ego. Mm. Taking over, thinking, yeah, I've got no experience as a lawyer, but I'm the best person to represent myself. And... Amber Heard had this confidence as well, where you really thought that she'd fooled the world, she'd tricked the world into thinking that actually she was the victim. But I was thankful when it finally did go to trial that people kind of saw her for who she truly was. But there is another way of looking at it, like I mentioned before, like it is a big distraction. Look at how it was broadcast 24 seven, not like something like the Jelaine Maxwell trial, which actually was important. Mm -hmm. Show us that. Show show us what's going on with Julian Assange. Oh no, we we show you Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, and we put it on the Law and Order channel every second of every day. Don't miss a minute. And people were following it. Like people from all over the world were tuning into this. So both Amber Heard and Johnny were wearing the same suits and looks, and had even the same hairstyle when they were going to court. They were both wearing Gucci, which I think Johnny was like an ambassador for Gucci well, I think he's, he's advertising still, and things. Yeah, he still does their like perfume ads. But it's interesting because the logo of Gucci is like this little B symbol and it was on both their ties. So when they're both going up to the stand, they both were wearing Gucci outfits and they both had the little B motif. Yeah. But the B and the beehive is a Masonic symbol and you can find it used even as far back as like ancient Egypt and in the Roman Empire and it's like this symbol where it's the hive it's like the the symbolic representation of like everyone working for the for the hive for the whole for the whole mm. i thought that was kind of interesting that they were wearing these little bee motifs yes that's the gucci logo but it's also a symbol of Freemasonry. And we know how they love their signs and symbols and you had this trial where you had like all this salacious stuff and the the abuse and the accusations and the and the twists and the turns of the the plot if we want to call it that yeah but deep down if you strip back the theater cover of it what do you see in the courtroom you know masonic signs yeah look past all the acting that's going on about a trial that's pretty well crummy really knowing 
that millions of eyes were going to be on these two people and they would always be having these ties with these motifs and things like yeah it makes you think and johnny depp is obviously a strange guy too he's in the band hollywood vampires and i mean we get onto all the weird vampiric stuff to do with hollywood and celebrities and blood drinking and adrenochrome and all this crazy stuff later but strange that he would call his band the hollywood vampires and he's obviously really good friends with marilyn manson as well but marilyn manson's had all these accusations thrown against him recently and you know, it wasn't looking good for Manson for a while. I thought he was going to go the same way as, like, R. Kelly or someone. Yeah, he had... Uh, the cases were loading up. Yeah, but that kind of seems to have died down a bit for him. Luckily, because it really seemed like things were going to go down well, we for say, Manson. We say luckily if he's a dirty perv. Well, luckily for him. <laughs> luckily I mean, for him. <laughs> if he, Yeah, he, he needs to pay for his crimes, like like the rest of them, if he, if he really has done these things. But the actress from Westworld, Evan Rachel Wood, actually accused Manson of some pretty shocking stuff. First of all, she kind of put out this like press release where she was saying that she was abused and wasn't really saying who it was, but then it would become pretty obvious that she was talking about him. But she said here she was too terrified to name Manson as her abuser until February 2021. She alleges that Marilyn Manson's abuse included rape while she was unconscious, Bill Cosby style. We'll get on to him later. Torture with an electric wand. Bloody hell. And drugging her with meth. Not a nice drug. But she'd released this electric wand piece of information before she'd named Manson, and it was like, come on. Yeah. It's got to be Manson. It's got to be Marilyn Manson. Torture with an electric wand. Well, one of the first things that she revealed was when they first got together, he, he wanted her to do a blood pact with him. Oh, they're always doing they this, had to both, celebrities. They had to both slit each other's hand and then drink the other one's, lick the other one's blood each. Yeah, right. It's like, I'm sorry, I mean... I, I've had my fair share of relationships, but I uh, can't say I've ever asked any woman to do that with me. A blood pact. <laughs> Hi, my name's Adam. Uh, interested in blood pacts? Yeah, see how far you get with putting that on your Tinder profile. <laughs> but yeah, if you remember back in the 90s, Angelina Jolie used to go around with this necklace with which had a blood vial. And apparently it was the blood of Billy Bob Thornton, who she was going out with at the moment but you're always hearing this weird stuff with celebrities and blood packs or you know like stuff that just your ordinary bloke down the pub if he what's that on your necklace dave oh this oh some of the wife's blood i mean you'd be calling the social services like these people are not right i mean (laughs) they're satanists they're weirdos don't know about that dave i mean she was pretty happy when i just took her to center parks i don't know what you want a vial of blood around your neck for mate Oh, what? That's disgusting. It's not menstrual blood. Well, not yet. Yeah, one step at a time. You've got to take these things slow. Of course, of course. Yeah, and going back to Johnny Depp for a second, he was obviously in Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, where that's the first movie I have ever seen to bring up Adrenochrome. Yes, never even heard of that before. And he doesn't have a big part in the movie, but it's when they're in the hotel room and he brings it out and he goes, Adrenochrome, and Johnny Depp, who's obviously playing Hunter S. Thompson, who he become good friends with in yeah. real life. He even mm-hmm. brought him up in the court trial. He goes to do the Adrenochrome, and the guy says, this makes pure masculine seem like ginger beer, man. And it's pretty well known now that Adrenochrome is a drug it comes from the adrenal gland which excretes like pure adrenaline especially when someone is frightened or terrified and apparently the purest form of adrenochrome is that of a terrified child yeah terrified and tortured yeah you know, it turns the blood sweet as they say and you can kind of wrap your head around this like okay like i can see how that would be a thing how that would work and these celebrities as we get onto in this episode they are obsessed with looking young they're vain as anything well hunter s thompson was talking about this years ago like this was obviously the film came out in the very late 90s 98 yeah yeah Yeah, he wrote the novel even longer before that so yeah you wonder is he kind of exposing something within hollywood here you know, just putting this drug's name out there is is something. 
because most people don't know what the hell this is. When I said most people know earlier, I meant most people know that look into this kind of stuff, but your <laughs> average person has no bloody idea what adrenochrome is. Adrenochrome? Is, is that what they're getting on like smack addicts now? Get them off methadrone? Yeah, like going back to someone like Jared Leto, or Leto, whatever people call him, he's 50 years old now, but we were looking at a picture of him earlier from like the, the set of uh, Morbius where he's celebrating his 50th birthday. He's got a little rainbow cake and he's got his abs and his six pack out sitting on his chair with his little bit of ice cream and he's obviously like on set, so he's got like some blood trickling down his mouth or whatever. Yeah. And he's put up this thing like, happy birthday to me. This guy does not look 50. I mean, he looks like a man in his 30s. He could even be in his late 20s. And obviously people are saying, oh, wow, you look great. How are you 50? Blah, blah, blah. But someone put on it, I think you're a real life vampire. And then he put some comment about it's amazing what little blood will do. But you wonder if there's like, you know, many a word, true words spoken in jest. What is keeping these people looking so young? It's, It's a crazy conspiracy to most, but... You know, are they are they taking things like adrenochrome to keep them young, fit and healthy and adrenalised and looking perhaps 10, 20 years younger than they actually are? You even start to wonder, like, is this what some of the kind of myths are based on to do with vampirism? Like people feasting off the blood of young virgins. Well, who are mainly virgins? Children. Yeah. So is that what that is all about? Is it tales of people that were doing these kind of things drinking adrenalized blood and then adrenochrome because apparently before adrenochrome was the big thing on the market it was adrenalized blood but they moved from blood onto the adrenochrome which is like you know probably like the 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 crack to the (laughs) coke the cocaine the sweet hard hit well i guess it's like straight out of the adrenal gland but before that it was just adrenalized blood well was this blood drinking the stuff of the myths that created the the mythos of vampires well whether whether it be ancient tales of dracula uh, drinking the blood of his victims or even as far back as old nursery stories i mean hansel and gretel you know again eaten by the witch in the woods cannibalism to, to maintain her youth and luring them in with the sweets. We we know about this stuff. Yeah, and like it's the same with like rituals and sacrifices. Like you can go back as far as the Aztecs where they were ripping people's hearts out and like hundreds, even thousands of people mm. at a time making these sacrifices to the gods, whoever the gods are. I mean, these could be some dark entities from another dimension for all we know. I mean, I'd say it would be more likely that it is that than than gods but we just sort of think oh that's something that the ancients done or that's something they done in you know times gone by because they were even doing animal sacrifices in the time during the bible and stuff yeah of course. and sacrificing people burning witches through like the medieval ages but we just kind of think oh that's just stuff that's done in the past we wouldn't do that now but who's to say it doesn't go on covertly it's just gone underground that's that's the only difference and there has to be a reason that they went to the effort to do this over hundreds of thousands of years like sacrificing people there has to be a good reason behind that what what are they actually trying to achieve well is the key to everlasting life drinking the tortured blood of a child i hope not it might not be to everlasting life but it might go a long way to keeping these people young and a lot of these celebrities okay you can put it down to oh they've got a great lifestyle and all the rest of it but when you see this picture of jared leto and and he's 50 i mean it's it's just off the chart no one looks like this when they're 50 his his face his body his hairline his everything is like what the hell and then he's even making jokes about oh yeah a little blood goes a long way or whatever very strange character we we'll get to jared leto a little bit more later on but the man is a menace but it's not just blood that celebrities are drinking Courtney Kardashian says a doctor told her to drink Travis Barker's semen four times a week to help with her thyroid levels. Yeah. I love the quotation underneath it. It says, she said he told her it would help her with her thyroid levels. There is no medical evidence to support that claim. (laughs) Here's like a little disclaimer at the end. How much did he pay the doctor? That's what I want to know. Yeah, yeah. Travis was like, you got to tell her this. Yes, I'm just getting head four times, maybe five. If you can get five out of her, 
five times a day or a week? Is, is a day too much? A pint a week? No, no. don't want it to be too much strain on myself. There's only so much head one man can have. It says here, it's unclear if the couple who have been chronicling their infertility journey on camera followed the advice. Just word of advice, it goes in the other hole if you're trying to get pregnant. Just, just putting that out there. So while speaking about a fertility journey, I mean, why are you speaking about it? That's private, right? No shame, these people. Mm, shut up, Courtney, you're boring. On Thursday's episode of The Kardashians, Courtney Kardashian said a doctor told her to drink. Now husband, oh, well, at least they're married. Travis Barker's seen four times a week to increase their chances of conception. Flawed advice that has no basis in medicine. That's the little disclaimer. Kardashian said the doctor, who did not identify, claimed doing so would improve her thyroid levels. I can't remember what he said, if it was low or high. <laughs> oh, you, you, you were paying attention then. You just remembered the semen part. I can't remember if he said I've got an active one or an overactive one. But I remember the semen part. He, he really made a point out of that. It says the couple didn't confirm if they tried following the doctor's advice, but they described their experience with him in the past tense as they discussed new approaches <laughs> with a new practitioner. <laughs> Kardashian said to the doctor, obviously, who didn't want to be identified because what sort of doctor wants to be known for giving out that sort of advice? Every husband will be rolling up with a check. <laughs> yeah, now multi-millionaire doctor. It doesn't say that bit. <laughs> but he's like well he told me that the thing that it would help was drinking his cum like four times a week and she added like pointing to her husband and like Barker was just standing there in the corner just smiling like love this doctor man that's what he's quoted to say love this doctor <laughs> it says drinking semen is not part of a fertility plan that would be recommended the couple who got legally married earlier this month are chronicling their journey, their fertility journey, on season one of the new Hulu show. Oh, tune in, well, people. Well, you know what? What was weird about that? It says they got legally married. What? Can you get illegally married? Well, their marriage, I mean, touch on that in a second, because it was bizarre. They had more than one wedding, and one of them was so satanic looking. It was, it was oh, crazy. Yeah, I see the pictures of that. So D&G reportedly made millions off Courtney Kardashian and Travis Barker's big day. And yeah, they even had like sponsors, like Dolce & Gabbana for their weddings. You know, like that's a normal thing. Like sponsored by D&G. Who would sponsor my wedding? Would it be something really trashy? Marlboro Lights. Marlboro Red. <laughs> Stella Artois. <laughs> <laughs> the British way. But yeah, like even that, it's just like, oh God. And they had three weddings because one's just not enough. Yeah, and one of the weddings, like I said earlier, was very gothic. I mean, I've got some pictures up now. Not, not that there's anything wrong with like being a goth or no. liking gothic stuff. I no, mean, not at all. I consider my, myself to be a bit of a goth. My wardrobe is, is like Batman's wardrobe. It's mainly just black. But yeah, these people, that's not really their bag. You know, no. what I mean? especially the Kardashians. But then suddenly they're doing this... Like, out-and-out goth wedding. Travis Barker looks like a satanic high priest. He's wearing this, like, big black gown. It's like, absolutely bizarre. It's a cross between that and, like, Neo from the Matrix. Things with a yeah, weird right. overcoat gown. It's... And then Courtney Kardashian has got, like, a black veil on, like she's going to a funeral, but then a mini dress, like she's going to some hen party. <laughs> like, she's got a, a Mother Mary thing on her mini dress and there was all like you know crucifixes galore and candles it was like as gothic as you can imagine but like i said they're the kardashians they're like the complete opposite to that mm. and many people just say oh well they're just jumping on like a bandwagon or something but it's pretty weird it is there are such a strange family oh it's more than weird it's hollywood exactly and it's got that again that vampiristic thing all right this time they're not drinking blood but they're drinking semen i mean in in these three recent stories all from this year we've got poo from amber heard in the bed <laughs> blood and semen i mean that sounds like a ritual to me <laughs> sounds like a full load after a night drink driving down at the police station but yeah it's pretty out there that a lot of these celebrities are obsessed with people like alistair crowley 
and all this kind of sex magic stuff and it's all involving things like blood and semen it sounds far out there but then when you see that actually a lot of them praise people like Alistair Crowley and they're into this kind of stuff or with Marilyn Manson who we mentioned earlier like he was actually given a position within the church of Satan and things like this well We've had it before on the podcast. John of God, Oprah Winfrey, these cult figures are actually coming to Hollywood. They almost are sort of praise a little bit. Oh, look at these power. You know, like, yeah, and then suddenly they're like cult leaders. I mean, we get to the Jared Leto stuff later, but this guy literally has his own cult and he's dressed up like he's Jesus. We've all watched the documentaries on Netflix about cults and cult leaders and it just reeks of it mm. to me. And a lot of it reeks of mind control as well, like the stuff that we were talking to Kathy about. Who's to say that these people want to be doing this stuff? It feels like a lot of the time that they just do what they're told and push whatever agenda is in front of them, no matter how bizarre it is. And we, we get to celebrities eating insects and things like that later on, eating bugs on behalf of the World Economic Forum. Yeah. But whilst on the subject of the Kardashians... There's a headline here from The Insider. Kim Kardashian says she would consider eating poop every day if it made her look younger. Poo, yet again. <laughs> Would she eat poo for money? If she's going to eat it to look younger, can I pay her to eat poop? She's already got enough money. She's just interested in looking younger. And she would do anything to get it. Well, if you'd eat poo, then you probably would take adrenochrome, I'm mm. guessing. Pint of child's blood is good for you. So it says the 41-year-old is no stranger to going to extremes to look good. That's an understatement of the fucking year. Johnny should have given her a call up and she, she could have cleared uh, the poo off the bed. She could have licked it up. <laughs> it says she also defended her weight loss for the Met Gala, comparing it to an actor preparing for a role. And it's like I'm preparing for a role. Oh, fair play. Maybe she's been eating poop. That's one of her diet secrets. It doesn't make me look younger, but it makes me sick up everything I've eaten. And another article here from The Independent. Kim Kardashian doubles down on claims she would eat poop every single day to look younger. I mean, I love that as a headline. She doubles down. It sounds like she's like doubling down, like for a second portion of the poop. It's just so weird. Of like all the things as well you're going to double down on. Like, no, I feel that strongly about it. She's chosen to be like, you know what? I don't regret saying that. I would still do anything to look and feel youthful. Yeah, I mean, there's a few statements I've made in my life where I've probably have had to come to refute and say, no, I got it wrong, but I can't say it ever be doubling down on eating the poo. So the insane celebrity headlines don't end there. There's one from the Metro here. Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly warned about drinking each other's blood by vampire community. That's a headline. So there's the actual community of vampires out there like, be careful kids, what you're getting into. And they're warning them. <laughs> Slow down. <laughs> <laughs> One vial at a time. You know that you're into some heavy, heavy blood drinking when you're getting warned from the vampire community. Hey, man, if you're going to do it, do it, you know, responsibly. Yeah, otherwise, <laughs> you'll get a visit from Blade. So it says here, Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox have been issued a message from none other than the vampire community, like, that's a thing, after they spoke out about drinking each other's blood. Yes, Megan Fox has openly boasted about this. I've watched the video where she's like, yeah, we drink each other's blood sometimes, but like normally just for like ritualistic purposes. Um, what other purposes would you drink blood for? The taste. <laughs> but even just throwing that in there as well. Right, just for rituals. Ha whoa, 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 hang on, what? <laughs> what? It says here, the couple who got engaged earlier this year are known for their quirks and have made multiple references to drinking each other's blood, with Megan having to clarify that it's only a few drops each time. Oh, okay. Despite that, some self-proclaimed vampires have given them some sage advice. So a guy here is the co-founder of the New Orleans Vampire Association, Nova. <laughs> it sounds pretty cool. I mean, like it's a thing. I mean, his name is... old. Try and pronounce it. Belfazar Ashtianson. He told the couple to take proper precautions when drinking each other's blood, including testing for potential diseases and bloodborne illnesses. He added that most vampires do extensive research on the person before drinking their blood. No, they don't. They're mythical creatures. If Dracula wants blood, he's not going round with an app on his fucking phone scanning his victims going, um, this blood or oh, swipe right, this blood or... Oh, I might like this one. 
It's like Nosferatu. <laughs> He'd struggle, wouldn't he? Because his fingers got yeah. really horribly long and with the big long nails. He would really struggle with a smartphone. He'd have to get someone else to do it for him. Yeah, safety first, guys, it says. Surprisingly enough, it is largely advised that people shouldn't drink human blood. Well, I'm glad that they've said that, but they're still talking about it and broadcasting it out to the world. Mm, yeah. Oh, well, if Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly do it, Machine Gun Kelly, who got annihilated by Eminem and Killshot, then just switched up careers. Now he's not a rap star. He's making guitar music aimed at little children. He's telling them, yeah, I, I drink blood. Yeah, weird that. It says, not only could the blood contain illnesses, you'd be at risk of iron overload, as human blood is so rich in iron. Basically, it's not the best idea. Megan told Glamour recently of the blood drinking, so I guess to drink each other's blood might mislead people or have people imagining us with goblets. We're like Game of Thrones drinking each other's blood. It's just a few drops. God. But yes, we do consume each other's blood on occasion for ritual purposes only. I mean, this is who kids are looking up to at the moment. It's not the sort of stuff you want your children or anyone, if I'm honest, to be listening to. You know, this blood-drinking cult-like behaviour is not normal. She said, if you're not careful, it hurts. After all, there's a fine line between pleasure and pain. Sounds like Hellraiser. I mean, this is some dark, twisted shit. And it's all to do with blood, semen, human excrement. I mean, it couldn't really get much more evil and satanic and just debaucherous and vile could it and these people are put on pedestals like they're all oh, these glitzy celebrities yes, something to look up to all their instagram followers across the world you know they've got huge followers and their news is broadcast 24 7 and young people are very impressionable and who's to say we've got a future race of young children wanting to join the nova organization god yeah the Vampire Association as well. I've I, I've watched some real life vampires actually on a show on Netflix called Dark Tourist. Don't know if you ever yeah, of watched that, but he goes to stay with some vampires and there's young boys there and they're giving up their blood and it it was weird, man. It just felt like grooming yet yet again. It never leads anywhere good, any of this shit. No. It's so weird. But these people get away with it because they're rich and famous and they believe that they're untouchable and up till they've started to be exposed they have been you know where does all this come from with these people do they sign up for it as soon as they get famous is it part of what you've got to give up to get fame and fortune yeah or something that's introduced to them we were saying on the subject of this adrenochrome earlier imagine if you were in hollywood you were a celebrity and they were like take this it's going to make you look younger yeah what is it don't worry what it is just take it you start to get addicted to it you look great you look 10 20 years younger than you should do but you then find out what it is what do you stop taking it you might never find out what it is or maybe no but you don't really want to ask but you can see why they could get pressured into doing it and then would become either addicted to doing it or feel like they had to because if if they lose their looks they're going to lose their contracts they're going to lose their celebrity status if they don't look this radiant and this young all the time because they're being pumped full of this shit or drinking blood or semen or Gatorade all mixed together. God knows, you know. Just I was going to say, you know, just throw a few bugs in there or something else, but it's a bit of raw sewage. Oh, God, yeah. Milkshake of the year. We'll get to the insects in a bit, but yeah, there's, there's nothing these people won't put in their mouths. Oh, but it's kind of funny how the trends kind of shifted because say a little while ago, all of the Kardashians were dating or married to rappers like black rappers like Travis Scott or Kanye West. They were the types of guys that they were always going out with. But now suddenly you've got Megan Fox dating Machine Gun Kelly and Kim Kardashian dating Pete Davidson. Mm, the comedian. And then Travis Barker, who we spoke about. And these are all kind of rock and roll white guys covered in tattoos. It's like, that's the fashionable thing now. And they've all just switched up. It just goes to show you how, how meaningless everything is to them. And how just like soulless they are as people because they literally just they're just more bothered about going with like a a trend even with something like marriage or whatever they just dump someone because they're not the in thing anymore and get with a new person they're treating people like handbags 
You know, that's a great way of putting it, actually. It doesn't matter who gets hurt in the meantime, but as long as you're in fashion at the same time, it's all that matters. And it's like this sort of heroin sheet tattooed from head to toe, like gothic Satanist thing. And, uh, you know, the the people behind the music industry are probably rub- rubbing their hands together. Oh, oh, this is perfect, you know. But it's not like the Kardashians are really into metal or rock music or goth culture or anything like that, are they? Not the sort of stuff that we understand goth culture for and that sort of dark symbolism and imagery that we know from those early sort of metal bands. Yeah, because that's the thing. I love bands like Slayer, Slipknot, you know, bands that use a lot of satanic imagery and stuff like that but it goes with their music it goes with their sound some sometimes they're writing about really kind of dark stuff but it's done in a overt way so you don't really mind because you don't really feel like you're being you know tricked or someone's trying to brainwash you because they're really upfront about it and i don't believe that they're actually satanists i believe that they're doing it to kind of shine a light on this kind of darkness yes and appeal to people that like to embrace themselves in this culture but most goths or rockers or whatever are not evil people quite the opposite yeah. they're like some of the nicest people you'll ever meet in life and they like to sort of bask in in the darkness but they would never commit any dark acts no. themselves no the darkness is it's like familiar to them it's like batman that old comment from the last one of the nolan trilogy ah i see you've adapted the dark whereas i was born in it Exactly, yeah. That's going to appeal to goths yeah. all around the world. But yeah, like, got no problem with metalers, rockers. I would even put myself in that category, to be honest. But it did make, make me laugh, like, years ago. I don't know if you remember, but one, one of the Kardashians, I think it was Kendall, was, like, wearing, like, a Slayer T-shirt. I think a few of them were even wearing all yeah. these kind of old-school thrash metal T-shirts, Iron Maiden and Slayer, and you're like, you're not, you don't like these bands? Yeah. But it's in trend, right? Yeah, whereas on the flip side, the guitarist from Slayer, Gary Holt, was pictured on stage to be wearing a black T-shirt, and it just said in Helvetica, kill the Kardashians. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> But that's the thing, it's like, they're not oh. they're not just nothing to do with this kind of culture. They're hated by people that live within this culture. Hmm. You know, people that like metal and rock and goth and all this kind of stuff, they can't stand the Kardashians. In an official quote from the guitarist of Slayer, when, when asked about the Kardashians, Holt said, he fucking hates their guts. Good quote. <laughs> and yeah that kind of sums it up really (laughs) but this pete davidson character that kim has been dating i think she's dumped him now Mm. but he's a weird one as well he has a tattoo of hillary clinton i mean if that's not satanic i don't know what is and he's even like tweeted at her before like showing his tattoo and she made some quip about oh that makes me feel less embarrassed about my pete davidson tattoo now and they're having like bants online with Hillary Clinton, with mass murdering Hillary Clinton. How could any like young bloke I know. think that she's like someone cool enough to get a tattoo of? I mean, that is worrying in itself. I mean, that'd be funny. I don't know who he thinks he's representing there. You know, I mean, what you, you're a Democrat, are you, Pete? You rolling with the Dems, are you? I mean, not that I really get either side, Republicans or Democrats, but I feel like they're all. I feel like they're all just in a cult. They're just all pushing whatever agenda gets put in front of them, and they have to literally sign their souls away, do all this weird stuff, and then they're so deeply entrenched in it that they can't get out of it. Well, he's had a lot of success. I mean, one thing we know about Pete is it's well documented about. His father was killed in 9-11. Which is weird. Which is pretty... He was literally in one of the towers, right? Yeah. Yeah. So he's... It's well, and that's well documented. I mean, that's not like a secret or anything. Well, he makes jokes about but, it. But he, yeah, so which I'm, is macabre in itself. But notice how he has risen to his position of power, whether he's Saturday Night Live or doing his comedy roasts. Yeah, oh. he's on like SNL, like he's a, a well-known person. But these people are just used like pawns to just push these agendas and you really feel like they have just sold their souls. So someone that we spoke about earlier, 
Jared Leto, he's obviously got a band called 30 Seconds to Mars that he started with his brother. They used to be an emo band, then they went pop. They have a terrible performance on Ellen. I mean, they probably thought it was absolutely groundbreaking and amazing, but there's this song that they do called Walk on Water and Jared is in the middle of the audience and he comes out and he's got like a poncho on and he's singing his song like, I know that we can walk on water. And it's so cheesy and Ellen and everyone's clapping along and it feels cult-like. And I remember when I saw that, I was like, what the hell is going on here? But I've, I've recently found out that actually it goes much stranger with this guy and the fanatics that follow his band. The fan base of 30 Seconds to Mars are called the Echelon. I know. I mean, Bleeber's sounds pretty shit, but the Echelon, I mean... The Echelon. I mean, quite a few of these stars now have these names for their fans. Like you just mentioned, Justin Bieber has Bleeber's. Lady Gaga calls her fans the Little Monsters. Which I think is pretty satanic. Yeah, Little Monsters. It's like Monsters, Inc. and what's Monsters, Inc. based around as well. This whole idea of the machines are powering their world through terrifying children. Mm. Oh, just like Adrenochrome. Yeah. Right? But, yeah, Nicki Minaj calls her fans the Barbs. Katy Perry calls her fans Katie Cats. That's lame. Do you know what Beyonce calls her fans? Feminists. (laughs) (laughs) No, she doesn't have a name. They're just called people with bad taste (laughs) but yeah it's kind of weird like all these artists that have like these child followings and these teen followings their audience is like mainly young kids and they have like names for their fans it is kind of cultish but Jared Leto has taken this to a new extreme I mean his band merchandise even says on it yes we are a cult and he has this Mars Island that he's taking fans to now it started off as like Camp Mars this little campsite get-together he was doing with fans that was such a success that he then done a Mars Island, like Epstein Island, where he's inviting, oh, you know, few hundred mega fans can come if they pay the big bucks, and they're paying big bucks Yeah, as well. some of those packages were like $2,000 or something. Oh, yeah, it, it went up as well. There was like a, a Stargazer package where it was like $1,500. Where you basically got a hammock for the whole holiday and that's it. <laughs> and, and one loo roll. Yeah, it's probably called the Stargazer package because you're literally just in a sleeping bag outside looking up at the stars. <laughs> I thought it was going to be Jared. <laughs> but it's like Fire Festival, the documentary on Netflix of the festival that was just a complete joke. Like, kind of reminds you of that, but people are paying these mega just to go and stay on an island with Jared Leto. Yeah, and as the tiers go up with the pricing, there's actually a deluxe package where you can be closer to Jared. Oh my God. You can even like share the same facilities as him. (laughs) Same kitchen, same bathroom. And there was a competition with 30 Seconds to Mars and their album launch a few years before that where Jared was throwing this competition called The Sleepover. Yeah. where you could sleep in Jared's bed. Yeah. You can stay at his house. The sleepover. Oh, that doesn't sound creepy. Yeah, and while the people entering just happen to be a certain age... They're all young girls. Probably. He wouldn't want a 55-year-old fan of his <laughs> coming to sleep in his bed with you at night. I hope it's a king size. I'm chronically obese. Get the crane. <laughs> I hope it's memory foam. My back's not too good. How old is this guy? I see Jared's face just shrinking. <laughs> no, they're blatantly going to be young girls. And when you see the pictures from Mars Island, he's dressed in a white gown looking like Jesus. I mean, he looks like Jesus anyway, but with the white gown and flip-flops on, it's unbelievable. Well, we were... Everyone there is dressed in white. White as well. Like they're out of cold. And every single person on the island is a, pretty much a girl. A yeah, fe- he's a woman, like the only female. guy. I mean, there's, there's probably quite young girls there that are like been chaperoned by their mums on this trip, which I think is creepy as hell already. But there's lots of sort of 16, 18, 20-year-old, just young girls there. And we were joking earlier, had this whole sort of Jesus complex going on with the flowing long hair. But when have you ever seen Jesus sporting the Gucci flip-flops 
and the fucking Ray-Ban Wayfarers. I mean, I'm sorry, I didn't think Jesus was about material things, Jared. <laughs> no, he wasn't very materialistic. He rocked the white robe or whatever, but just because that was like the only piece of clothing that he had, he wasn't <laughs> rocking the Gucci shades with it, no. But he's a different kind of messiah, Jared. As well as the people having this retreat to go to and get spend some time with Jared, the band does two exclusive gigs for them and there's yoga and all this stuff and you can't drink or take drugs there fuck which straight away you're like that doesn't sound like much of a party no but probably doesn't want to catch any lawsuits i guess it's bloody weird though and every cult normally has that in common as well there's one guy that's the leader and then what a surprise he's got all these wives or all these women like all to himself do you know what i mean and there's always sex involved in it and stuff it's it's, it's never what it is on face value it's it's always like dark and sinister and involves one guy with many many wives yeah who, and he has the control over what they say and what they do and how they behave even if it seems in a nice way you know you should eat well uh, pray with me which all sounds nice and cushy but it's still controlling everything that they're doing and thinking and often as well even when people are in a cult they are completely worshipping the leaders and they don't mind that they're in the cult they think it's the best ever and they look at them as like messiahs or whatever and he's kind of praying off that because he knows that young girls that are fans of his band feel that way and then he's doing all these like up close and personal things even renting out an island i mean he's so epstein it is very epstein i mean the thing that came out that we saw was the tweet from that guy from hollywood which is that dylan's spouse saying about all the DMs from all the young models in his inbox. You know, really young girls, 18 to 25. Bear in mind, Jared Leto is 50 now. And a lot of stuff like that has come out about him as well. He's a serial texter. He's always texting these young girls. When he's staying at these hotel rooms, all these girls are coming to stay with him. And there's been some outrage from a few people within the industry saying he's sleeping with underage girls and... There was another guy, wasn't there, that put up a tweet and then apologised the next day and took it down and said, oh, I was on a... a Ambient-filled chaos rage or whatever. He yeah, blamed ran, blaming it on drugs. Mm. Yeah, yeah, saying, oh, I was just... Which I don't blame On that. drugs. Okay, what, and you just dreamt it. There's no smoke about fire here. And this guy is such a creep, even on camera, a bit like Jimmy Savile when he's groping up the girl live on top of the pops. When he's being interviewed, he will be staring into the woman's eyes interrupting them and telling them you're so beautiful your eyes are just wow look at them you know being really kind of creepy and intimidating if he didn't look like how he looked and look like harvey weinstein yeah it doesn't be like the creepiest thing in the world (laughs) it's only because he looks like fucking jesus he can get away with it (laughs) but that's the thing you know the devil hides in funny places oh oh but Harvey Weinstein, you would spot a mile coming. You know, you'd spot him as he turned the corner and you'd be like, pedo, dirty old man. But Jared Leto flings around yeah. the corner in his white robe and his glasses, his flowing hair. That's the thing. He knows how good looking he is. He knows he's good looking and talented and he can get any girl he wants. But that just makes him even more of a lethal predator. I mean, if Jimmy Savile could get away with what he got away with and he is Jimmy Savile and looks like... Jimmy Savile. (laughs) I mean, this guy, look him up if you don't know what Jimmy Savile looks like. A quick Google search. He will be uh, entering your nightmare like like Freddy Krueger. Yeah. I mean, we've had so many of our childhood dreams shattered, haven't we? Like Bill Cosby. Oh, I used to love him on TV. Oh, oh. Oh, he's a dirty old pedo. Like Rolf Harris that we grew up with watching kids TV where he's painting his pictures and Bill Cosby was on the Cosby show again. We were watching when we were all kids. We all loved that show. And R. Kelly we were listening to when we were growing up and thinking he was so great. And oh, he's a real like ladies man or whatever. It's like, well... Oh, he put the key in the ignition, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how, how young were the ladies? We all knew about... Leah, but we didn't really know the depths of the depravity until very recently where he's gone down now for a long time they were saying he was even like procuring kids trafficking kids i mean this is a guy that was an absolute predator of the highest degree and involved in even some epstein style shit that has gone down for decades now but just like what hollywood offers you know he was actually one of the biggest musical artists of his time wasn't he 
Yeah. And again, we'd just do it right in plain sight at his concerts. He would be like grinding his groin on some woman's face and doing pretty inappropriate stuff. But it's always greeted with, oh, that's R. Kelly. That's what he's like. It's like, well, yeah, Gary Glitter said the same thing. Wanna be in my gang, my gang, my gang. Wanna be in my gang. Oh, yeah. I've actually got a Gary Glitter seven-inch vinyl. <laughs> seven-inch what? No, <laughs> se- seven-inch vinyl. And on one side, it's the track, What Your Mama Don't See, Your Mama Don't Know. And then the B-side is, I would if I could, but I can't. <laughs> Jesus. But, I mean, again... Now people would say, how did you not know? It's so blatant, it's so obvious. But who's to say in the future we won't be looking back at all the stuff we're talking about to do with Jared Leto, for example, and go, how did you not see it? He was on an island with 500 women and they were all dressed in white. And what, he was passing around a drink with what in it? (laughs) The Kool-Aid. I mean, it just reeks of that, doesn't it? It really is fucking weird. The lyrics to uh, what your mama don't see, your mama don't know were pretty troubling now I'm thinking about it you insist not to be kissed because your mama's not far away (laughs) (laughs) that's just one of them and the chorus is literally oh that proper like glam rock what your mama don't see your mama don't know oh it's anthemic but the message is troubling (laughs) it's a shame because the glitter band were good they had two drummers what band has two drummers? The Glitter Band. I mean, you go to a Glitter concert and you're going to expect a pounding. <sighs> That's what she said. But yeah, leaving Gary Glitter for a moment. <laughs> leaving him well alone. Yeah, let's leave him well alone. Getting back to Jared Leto. Leto can never quite make up my mind there. Not many though. But he is a famous method actor and he's had some pretty outstanding roles. He's a good actor. I'm not taking that away from him. Well, we were only earlier speaking about Johnny Depp. Also a method actor. Yeah, he's got into roles before, like when he played the Joker, which is actually one of his roles that bombed. Terrible. No one liked him as the Joker, but apparently he got so into that role that he was giving people on set little horrible presents that the Joker might give. For example, use condoms. Again, with the semen. I know. I mean, that that is not a nice gift. That's pretty grim, actually, especially a used one. I mean, that would be the reply to the Amber Heard, Amber Turd, poo in the bed. I mean, I'm sure. A birthday card with a used condom in it. I mean, if it was an unused one, I mean, the World Economic Forum would be glad that you're trying to pass out safe sex and stop us all reproducing. They'd probably award you for that, but used condoms, Jared? No. Well, when, when Jared is asked about it, first name basis now, was asked about it on the red carpet, that's, that's what he said. <laughs> He said, well, at least they were used. It's like, what? That is bloody weird. And it wasn't just used condoms, was it? It was um, anal beads. Yeah. Sending people like Will Smith, who, again, was just laughing about it at the award ceremony like it was normal. That's not normal. Um, Oh, yeah, but he was so in the role. He had the shit role in Suicide Squad, the shit Joker role that he played. I mean, how into it do you really need to get? I kind of feel like these artists just use it as an excuse to do all this kind of wild and crazy stuff and go, I'm in method. This is the sort of thing with method acting, isn't it? I was playing an abuser. Jim Carrey did it with the Andy Kaufman thing. You know, he He took it too far. Took it too far. Yeah, and was terrorising people on set and they just couldn't break him out of character. But do you really need to go this far? Yeah. But just just a few actors that have gone full retard when it comes to the extremist form of method acting... Johnny Depp, apparently he lived his life as Jack Sparrow the whole time he was filming the Pirates of the Caribbean. He was just in character, which must have been fucking annoying. <laughs> oh, I don't know, that quite lovable sort of Keith Richards British accent he did. I know, but again, you could get into all kinds of like antics, couldn't you? And just be like, oh, it's not me, it's Jack. The little Jack coming out of me. <laughs> but yeah, before Pirates of the Caribbean, he spent years studying Hunter S. Thompson, like we mentioned earlier, to play the gonzo author in Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Well, Hunter S. Thompson was a proper wrong'un. And Johnny Depp was just in Hunter S. Thompson mode for the whole time he was filming that and carrying on the method acting. It's just 
I don't know, a step too far in my opinion. The the roots of method acting, a lot of people say, are from someone that was a complete loon and it's not something that every actor does by any means. Yes, a lot of people have done amazing roles by getting into this method acting, but is it just an excuse that sociopaths use to enact all their dark and evil deeds onto people under fake persona of a character in a movie or a series? Yeah, I mean, how far can you take that, trying to get into a role? I mean, you're going to actually go out and abuse someone if you're playing, say, a child abuser in a film. Obviously, there are films that are dark like that when there's someone has to play quite an evil antagonist, but I'm sure you're not going to go out and commit a murder spree to get in the role. Let's hope they don't make a film about Jimmy Savile. <laughs> I was getting in the role! Get out, this is a children's hospital. Yeah, the only thing is I don't think Bill Gates will ever grow his hair that long. For the role. He's not an actor, but I mean, I guess he's not a doctor either, so it doesn't really matter. Leonardo DiCaprio was another one. Whilst he was filming The Revenant, he ate raw bison, slept in an animal carcass, withstood freezing temperatures just to get into that role. I mean, that is out there. The point is, it just makes you think, what else would they do? You know, they could justify taking adrenochrome, for example. Drinking blood. You don't know. Or drinking blood, or... I mean, drinking blood, they've already admitted that. (laughs) That's the thing, in 2022, they're telling you. We're at the point now where they're like, we're showing you, we're telling you. We're being that brazen about it. And people are still not battering an eyelid. Why wouldn't they take adrenochrome? Oh, it comes from tortured kids, whatever. People eat stuff from tortured animals. You know, in places like China or whatever, they might like torture animals to make the meat taste better or... What's like fra uh, fra gras? Fra gras. Like, mm. Yeah, when they pump the chicken up and do all this kind of weird evil shit <laughs> just to make the meat taste better. Just to get those kidneys, or is it the liver? Yeah, the liver. Make the liver just juicier. So it's not a far stretch of the imagination to think, well, they could be taking this stuff to make them look younger and also for ritualistic purposes, as Megan Fox said. <laughs> but yeah, we can kind of damn them all we want, but I guess we're all guilty of consuming things one way or another where people have been harmed in the process even like your iPhone or something who's to say that like children haven't died like trying to get the lithium batteries to go in your iPhone or your smart car or something like I've been born into a cult and I didn't even know it just because I signed up with Apple children are dying for your iPhones well we almost live in a satanic world we are kind of all just born into this because when you when you really look at it all it's like people are getting harmed to so you can just have stuff but you don't really get a say in it other than not having stuff and who wants to have no stuff that's a good point <laughs> you obviously had heath ledger who died shortly after taking on his joker role in the nolan dark knight batman i mean that, brilliant film that was a great film and he played the role great but yeah he like died shortly after filming He's not proven that it was a, as a direct result of that, but everyone said he did get really into the role. He was staying up for days at a time. time yeah. There was even a story about him locking himself away in a London hotel for a month, scribbling out daily diary entries as the Joker. I mean, this is a man com- that's completely lost his mind by the sound of things. But he's doing it for a role in a movie. Well, that, oh, okay. That was the whole thing behind his death because of the amount of medication he was on after they'd finished filming and they were doing the editing phase but Heath was really struggling to resume normal sleeping cycles because of staying up for these long periods of time and really getting into this character getting a little bit wacky I mean the Joker role is totally convincing you can't not watch that film and say oh it's totally convincing but how at what cost exactly at what cost and and really like if he'd have portrayed the role without doing that how much would it have suffered really can't you just turn up on the day and just get the job done that's what everyone else has to bloody do but no (laughs) so your plumber turning up throwing the spanner up in the air sorry love i've just gotta get into the you know the role first you know get make sure i'm in the plumbing role it's like fucking up what you were a plumber you did the washers on a taps can't you just sort it He gets so and he's like, even in the bedroom, he's still got his tool belt on, just cannot get out of the role, ever. Miss I'm a plumber, and I'm a plumber for life. Babe, last night, that monkey wrench was right on the back of my spine. You're going to have to take that tool belt off. Don't want to be your monkey wrench. Tom Hanks was another case. 
when he gained and then lost 50 pounds for Castaway. We all remember that film. And he apparently even refused to cut his hair or bathe, leading to a nasty staph infection. For his role in Green Mile, Hank stayed in character as prison guard, Paul Edgecombe, freaking out the book's author, Stephen King. So the whole time he was on set, he was, Prison guard! <laughs> Even Stephen was impressed. He was like, fucking hell, Tom's really taking this to the nth dimension. No, Stephen King was freaked out, apparently. You freaked out the master of horror. Well done. <laughs> Another example from Hollywood vampire Nicolas Cage. He went method in the 80s with his dark comedy Vampire's Kiss. And the scene called for his character, a rich New York book agent who believes he's turned into a bloodsucker to devour a cockroach. And the director planned on swapping it out for a real one, but Nick ate the real thing. Wow. So, there we go. Vampires kiss and some insect eating as well, which we will get onto in a moment. But first, another example from Shia LaBeouf, who's another real weirdo as well. Yeah, There's so many weird stories about him. And whilst filming the movie Fury, which is great, about World War II, firstly, he pulled his own tooth out whilst filming, and he also refused to shower for weeks on end. And Brad Pitt confronted him, saying that it was distracting because he smelled so badly. I mean, these are pretty crazy things to do. (laughs) (laughs) And he also dropped acid in the movie Charlie Countryman to understand the effects of the drug on his character. Well, that's some method acting I can get behind. (laughs) But yeah, these these people will do anything. They'll do anything whilst they're in the role, and you can be damn sure they'll do anything to secure the role. Yeah. And by the looks of things, they will really push any agenda that is in front of them. And the latest thing has been celebrities eating insects and pushing the idea of they will eat the bugs onto the population. They're the poster children for eating bugs now. Yeah, this is something new that's been coming up. And, okay, I know what people are going to think straight away, but people have been eating bugs for years. Well, yes, they have. But not in the Western world, like in places where they don't really have a choice or it's so embedded into the culture, it's normal. But they're trying to normalise it here. They're trying to desensitise us into thinking that eating bugs is normal. It's okay. People do it. I mean, they've already been doing it for years in things like, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here, which we've spoken about before. The bush tucker trials. Yeah, right. Eat the bugs. Eat the fucking bugs. But now you've got people like Nicole Kidman getting on this YouTube show for Vanity Fair. Of all things. Yeah. Eating a four-course meal of bugs. I mean, the first thing she eats is a hornworm, which is still alive. It's wriggling round in her mouth. I mean, it really is quite disgusting. And all these things have popped up at the same time. You had James Corden on his show in America, the James Corden show, where he's eating bugs. They're eating, like, kebabs with grasshoppers on. and Yeah little like lettuce thing with ants on and they're saying oh these are black ants from China like it's some delicacy or something oh right well if they're from China I thought they were just from the studio but if they're black ants from China yeah I have a little little nibble well this is this is a way they can actually start to manipulate the public through the Hollywood you can eat bugs as well and it's once again the celebrities the people right at the top of all the influence that are pushing it on you And it's just another weird part of the agenda when you've got exactly the same time, surprise, surprise, Bill Gates, the gates of hell, saying, let them eat bugs. This is in the Washington Times. The Attorney General of North Dakota just cleared the way for Bill Gates to buy a couple of thousand acres of farmland, adding to his already impressive level of property holdings across America. He's now become the number one owner of farmland in America. Yeah. And he is just going at it like crazy, buying up every bit of farmland possible, maybe to grow bugs. Yeah. (laughs) Who knows? But it says here, the question, of course, is why would a former Microsoft executive who has spent the last two years chiding Americans to be more like China when it comes to coronavirus protections and false COVID-19 shots wants to own farmland at all? I mean, that is a good point. Why would the guy from Microsoft and the WHO now want to buy up all the farmland 
in America. But he is he's now pushing people to eat bugs as well as synthetic meat at the same time that the World Economic Forum is also pushing it. Well, and they're talking about in the future, for a more sustainable future, we will eat bugs. We'll definitely have less meat, but at the same time, look how it gets drip-fed out straight through the Hollywood masses. If, if it is seen as your favourite celebrity is doing it or making it look cool, then you can jump on board with that. Exactly. We can make it a virtue signaling element. Look at me eating the bug. I want to be like you. And whether it's celebrities eating bugs or flying the Ukraine flag or pushing the COVID agenda, they are just tools for the powers that be, for the cult, to just forward the agenda any way they like it. If they want to dress up as a needle like Katy Perry or they want to sit there like Nicole Kidman and eat four courses of bugs, it's all a humiliation ritual for them and for us and people need to stop worshipping these poo eating blood drinking semen guzzling whores <laughs> and start to see them for the despicable demons and urchins they really are well i honestly do see them as the hollywood vampires because they are literally sucking the blood out of the soul of the planet you enjoyed that episode of the schism we've got plenty more episodes on the way in the meantime follow us on our instagram at schism.tv and keep watching the skies